Psalm 145. A psalm of praise of David. I will exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Nudla. Now, yesterday I was part of a 5,000-person choir uh, that spent most of the afternoon singing their heart out. And we had no obvious service leaders, uh, song leaders. Uh, we had no music. And to be honest, there were quite a few people who didn't sing in tune. But that didn't stop us from going through the classics. God save the king. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy Anderson. You're the convicts. You're the convicts. You're the convicts over there. Yesterday I spent the day at the cricket watching England play Australia. And we spent the afternoon praising England and mocking the Australians. Now, I know that many of you don't care about cricket, and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but you don't have to go to a cricket match in order to sing praises. Praise is something we all do in response to someone or something we admire. We tell them how good and how beautiful and how talented they are, and we tell other people about them. If it's, maybe it's the kid who can tell you every fact about their favorite footballer. 
or your friend who just can't stop talking about how awesome his new girlfriend is, or the mum who will show you nearly identical pictures, seemingly identical pictures of her new baby, we all praise. You were brilliant. Well done. Did you see that? It was amazing. I'm going to post that. Everyone will love it. It's why we enjoy doing things together. Because as we praise the experience, it somehow completes it. The book of Psalms ends with praise. Psalm 146 to 150 all begin with praise the Lord, or in Hebrew, hallelujah. Psalm 146 begins, I will praise the Lord all my life. And Psalm 150 ends, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. The Psalms that began with so much suffering, lament interspersed with praise and with celebration. The nations sinned, the kings have failed, but God has not given up on his people. His steadfast love endures forever. He has brought them back from exile. The king will return one day, so praise the Lord. And it's how history will end. The book of Revelation is full of songs like this one. Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Because the sound at the end of this world and into the new creation will not be silence or explosions or crying, but praise. And if you're a Christian, you will be part of that choir, praising God. It's what we've all been given breath for. And what makes praise great is not our volume or our enthusiasm, but the detail. And tonight we're looking at Psalm 145, which is an alphabet of praise. Because you'll see there a little footnote at the bottom of the page, because every verse begins with successive letters of the Hebrew alphabet. David the king wrote it for God the king, and tonight King Jesus Christ, the ultimate king, has grabbed the microphone and he leads us in singing this song. Now we're not going to go through it verse by verse, we're going to go through it in three sections, and at the end of each section I'm going to stop and we are going to stand and we're going to sing. So, first section... Praise God for his wonderful works. I will praise you forever and ever. Every day I will praise you. That's the psalmist's ambition. It's his pledge. He'll exalt, he'll extol, he'll praise God. Why? Well, verse 3, great is the Lord. Now, great is such an overused word today. Like, everything's great. It's kind of shrunk in size. But that's not God's greatness. His greatness, no one can fathom. There's no limit to it, and so his praise will not end. And it's not limited to one person. Verse 4, one generation commends your works to another, just like the waves of the sea, Roll and crash onto the beach. 
one after another after another. So one generation passes on things to the next generation and to the next and to the next. And here in Oxford we see that. In the buildings and the history and the traditions and our culture's command, they speak, they tell of mighty acts, of their mighty acts, of the power of our great deeds, of our wonderful works. Works like technology, like those, the phones we have, so powerful, so essential. Can you imagine life without your phone? Or science. Just think of the advances in science there have been in medicine in the past decade. Science seems to have an answer to every problem. Or our shops, aisle after aisle, or on the internet, so much choice. Or the internet, so much knowledge and creativity. Or democracy, stable government, debate. Now, not all of that legacy is great. We're aware of the damage to our environment, the exploitation of other people. But all around us are our wonderful works. The glorious splendor of our majesty. That's what we talk about and command and praise. And Psalm 145 says, that's not the whole story. It's not even the true story. Don't waste your breath on those praise songs. There's someone most worthy of praise. Older generations don't commend yourselves. Younger generations don't commend your ways. Command the Lord. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. As we praise him, on the one hand, we're defying our culture and refusing to sing their songs, and on the other, our hearts, our lives, are drawn away from the gods that we have made to the God who has made us. As we praise, we're tuning our hearts to sing in celebration of our God. We praise him for his wonderful works, works of creation, the immensity of the night sky, the delicacy of a petal on a flower, the energy of the sea, the stunning world that he has made, works of salvation, the exodus, how he delivered his people from Egypt, or the exile when he brought them back out of Babylon, and for us the gospel, how Jesus became a human being and lived among us, of his death on the cross, a weak, revolting, humiliating death, and yet through it, God rescued us from our sins and God's judgment. Of his mighty resurrection from the dead, how he defeated death and overcome evil and triumphed over the devil. Of the work of his Holy Spirit, his power in our lives transforming us. Of how God protects and sustains the church throughout history, throughout the world. And if that's not enough, what he's done in your life, we all have stories to tell of God's grace and power. 
we have breath, that we might praise God's wonderful works. Because he's a wonderful God. Verse 8 is like a mini creed. David quotes from Exodus 34. And as Jesus sings this psalm, he's demonstrated this, how God is gracious, giving sinful, rebellious, idolatrous people what they don't deserve. He's compassionate to us in our weakness and brokenness and mess. He's incredibly patient, slow to anger, and rich in love, limitless love, extravagant love for us, mighty power. Like, that's scary. But it's coupled with abundant goodness. Goodness that doesn't run out or diminish in quality or is just for the few or the attractive or for the good. But abundant goodness for all. So different generations here at St. Deb's Night, let's join our voices with the Lord Jesus to praise him for his wonderful works. So I'm going to invite the band up, and that's what we're going to do now with the words of our song, Praise to the Lord, the Almighty. Praise God for his everlasting kingdom. Once again, King David and King Jesus won't let us sing on our own. Verse 10, all your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They want us to speak of God's rule. And that was close to David's heart. God had promised him a kingdom and it was glorious. His enemies were defeated. There was prosperity and wealth and fame and splendor. And with Solomon, King David's son, there was the glory of the temple. And yet, despite how great the kingdom was, it didn't last. Because the kings didn't last. Death cut them all down. And yet God had promised David an everlasting kingdom. And that commitment sustained God's people. And it enabled them to sing songs of praise. Because they're saying, Lord, we trust in you. We know that our king will come one day in the midst of suffering and pain and confusion. There's a future for us kept by you, so we will praise your name. And as Jesus leads us tonight, God has kept his promise. As Jesus began his public ministry, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. And just when it looked like Jesus would go the way of all those other kings, God raised him from the dead. He is not here. He has risen. Alleluia. And God ascended him to heaven. And tonight he is seated at God's right hand as King of kings and Lord of lords. He rules over this world. Our world is not an impersonal one. As if all we see is all there is. But we're here simply because of time plus matter plus chance. A personal God created and sustains and rules this world. And our destinies are not in our own hands. King Jesus is in charge. 
We live under his good and just rule. And we don't make up the rules or assign meaning to our lives. The king says, I am your God and I love you. I give you meaning and significance and value. But come on, Glenn. It doesn't look like that, does it? Like the kingdoms of this world have their praise songs, and there are lots of them, and they're loud, and I find myself singing along with them. Songs that speak of progress and freedom, of equality and diversity, of celebrating my country, my group, myself, identity and expression. And some of them are borrowed from Scripture, but with the meaning changed, often ignoring God or despising him. That's what's in my earpods, what I'm celebrating each day. And the Psalms give the church different kingdom songs, words to praise God for his everlasting kingdom, words that as we sing them help us to disbelieve the claims of our culture, that stir our affections for our God, that assure us of his reign forever and his return one day. Words and music about a kingdom where the blessed ones are those who are meek of spirit, poor in spirit, the meek, the merciful, a kingdom of love that welcomes the little, the least, the lost, led by a king who came to serve, not to be served. A kingdom that's international, a truly diverse multitude from every nation, tribe, people, and language. And a kingdom that one day all the kingdoms of this world will become when Jesus reigns forever and ever. So let's sing up so that verse 12, all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. You know, you walk past the Sheldonian Theater and there's a concert going on and you hear the music and you think, that is beautiful. I wonder what that is. Or you're at a friend's house and you're enjoying their Spotify playlist and you're like, I haven't heard that one before. It's really good. Have they done other stuff? So it is with us. The church isn't a silent disco. Praise isn't simply for our benefit, to give us a lift. Our singing, our speaking, our living is to bless others, to draw them in to know God, so they enjoy the blessings of his kingdom, so they praise him too. Who could you say to Listen to this. These are the songs I love about the God I love. I think you would like them too. I'm going to invite the band up. Let's praise God for his everlasting kingdom. And praise God for his total care. David has gone kind of big picture glorious splendor of God's actions, his kingdom across time throughout the world. But if God is so majestic, so lofty, 
Will he notice me? Does he know you? And David and Jesus say, yes. The king reigns from his throne in heaven, and yet he knows every detail of your life. And praise God, he loves you. Verses 13 to 16 celebrate God's common grace, his love for all people. Verse 14, the Lord lifts, the Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. There is the breadth of God's love. It doesn't matter who you are or what you've done or whether you believe in him or not. He's a generous God. Verse 15, the eyes of all look to you. And you give them their food at the proper time. That ultimately we don't feed ourselves or depend on Mr. Sainsbury's. God satisfies our physical hunger and our spiritual hunger too. Our longing for love and belonging and forgiveness. And so tonight, are you about to fall? Are you burdened under pressure? dissatisfied. The God who sustains the planets and directs history and who cares deeply for you, he opens his hand to you and he says, are you weak and hopeless and low and helpless? Take from me, take hold of my hand, of me. There's another dimension to God's love there in verses 17 to 20. He has a particular love for his people. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. And as Jesus leads the singing, he says, I'm living proof of verse 19. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. But because my father heard my prayers and petitions, my cries and tears, and he answered me and he gave me strength, delivered me all the way through suffering and opposition and death itself, and praise God, he will for you too. For some of us tonight, the road ahead is smooth. Well, trust God. Thank him for his grace and goodness to you. For some of us, the road is rough. There are bumps and potholes, difficult relationships, sickness, financial pressure. Maybe it's change. Maybe you're here and you're coming to the end of your time in Oxford and, and work or family are taking you away, taking you elsewhere. Or maybe you're getting married or maybe you're having a baby and you're scared. You're worried about what comes next or about the unknowns that lie ahead. He hears their cry and saves them. Or maybe the road's rough because there's no change, and you would love some part of your life to be different, and your struggles go on, and there seems no end. God hasn't abandoned you. He gives you grace for each day. The Lord watches over all who love him. He is faithful in all he does.
And so in the mess and difficulties of life, we can, we should praise him. Not pretending that life's okay. Not trying to drown out the pain. But because in the midst of it all, as the Psalms have shown us, we have a God who totally cares for us. Who gives us words to be honest with him. And words to praise him because he loves us and will save us. At the cricket yesterday, the singing and the praise stopped. Because the play ended and the players left the field. And to be honest, everyone was a bit tired and hot and hoarse. And so we all went home too. But God's praise will never end. Because he won't. And in the new creation, we'll be home. And the great choir of God's people will lead all of creation in praising him. And so in the light of that reality, let's join with Jesus, the ultimate singer of the Psalms in celebration, not just tonight, but every day, all of our days. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Could we have verse 21 up on the screen, please? And we'll say, let's say this verse together. Verse 21. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. 